0: This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110.
1: Welcome to Week 9 of The Coaches Show. On this episode, head coach Mike Feminis of St. Xavier Football joins Mike Rankin and Christine Manica to discuss the Cougars' 30-28 victory over conference rival University of St. Francis. The crew talks special teams value, quarterback play, and the best Halloween candy. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy.
2: Welcome into WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago and the Coaches Show live here at St. Xavier University. Mike Rankin with you as well as Christine Manica and we are joined as always by head coach of St. Xavier football Mike Feminist. Coach, thank you as always for jumping on, it's, you know, obviously a pleasure to have you every week and for you to take the time. We really appreciate it. But um, before we get into the game, last Saturday it was it was a battle. 30 to 28, you come away victorious against a uh, conference rival, but like I said, before we get into that, I just have to ask you how you spent your Halloween uh, with your family. <laughs> what was your favorite candy? Do you have anything special going on?
1: Well, uh, I, I actually had to play Mr. Mom here for the last few days because my wife was at her work convention since uh, Sunday in Boston. Uh, and actually, she's, uh, she's up in the air right now. She's on her way down. But uh, I was kind of running around a little ragged. Uh <laughs> trying to be a football coach and and doing the double parent thing for the last couple of days. But we ended up, uh, my mother and my sister uh, ended up taking care of my daughters and getting them out for trick-or-treating, and Dad got there for the for the uh, post-trick-or-treating candy, which was good. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Reese's Peanut Butter Cupboard is still my favorite. Oh, there you
2: go. Ouch. Did you dress up at all this Halloween?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I, u- I usually do. Uh, but again, I got to blame it all on my wife because things got a little bit uh, crazy for me trying to run the household and and coach a football team. And I, I didn't end up getting a costume this year, which is, uh, is kind of rare for me.
0: And I'm glad you had a good Halloween. Everyone... From what I'm hearing, had a good Halloween. But now let's get back to talking. What happened with St. Francis last Saturday? Talk about a battle. It was a fight till the end for sure. You guys ended up pulling out the win, but you know you were down 14 to nothing in the start of the game. What was the most frustrating part for you as a coach?
1: Well, that was the most frustrating part for the for the second week in a row. Now we've gotten ourselves uh, we put ourselves in a hole in in the in the first quarter. Uh, Going down two scores and and I guess that that's probably the most frustrating part Um, On the on the flip side, you know from the positive We've we've come back now two weeks in a row and I think uh, scored the next 28 points uh, For each of the last couple weeks Um, And yet, you know, St. Francis didn't quit they obviously had a great third quarter and then we really had to pull out in the fourth quarter but None of that was surprising because I, you know, I think we talked last week about uh, the rivalry. It's 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 been lopsided from the standpoint of our the one loss record, but uh, the vast majority of those games have been a, a touchdown or less game. You know, they they give us everything they got. Uh, a lot of their guys know a lot of our guys. They they played each other or played with each other in high school, and um, you know, it's it's a great area of rivalry. You know, so we're I'm I'm just always happy to. I'm always happy to get it over with because I certainly have mixed emotions every time we play them with uh, with, with all the people I know there. And uh, uh, lo and behold, we get a victory and we move on to the next one.
0: You know, I think what added to the rivalry was the fact that you both were playing for the top MSFA spot. Did did your team or did you think of this like a playoff game?
1: Well, yeah. I mean we, we've been talking we've been talking for a while now. We just we have to take care of business and. And take care of the the opponent that that's at hand. But I, I, you know, I've told them for four or five weeks now. We've we've kind of been stuck at number ten for a, a while. But I, you know, I, I I know exactly who's playing who in the next coming weeks in the other conferences. So you know, I've told our guys uh, for a month now. You keep winning, you're going to host a first round playoff game. Um, you know, in that in that first week and. Uh, I still believe that there, there's a lot of games that be played between uh, this week number five plays number nine, so one of those guys is going to lose, and there's just, there's a lot of games in between top ten, top fifteen teams that uh, you know someone's got to lose, and if we just keep winning, we'll be in that uh, I guess precious top eight situation, which guarantees you home game. So that's our focus right now is the is to concentrate on the next one and and uh, now we're down to two and if we get the if we get these two we'll, we'll be exactly where we want to be in three weeks.
2: Two games left in the regular season it's hard to believe already but St. Savers had a lot of success uh, entering in with a chance to go nine and one if you win out and well w- what was important to me when I was um, keeping track of the game last week is we saw Mike Ivlo back and he was healthy. How much of an impact is he to the run game and how does that help Alex Martinez kind of settle in knowing that he has a safety blanket with that run game?
1: Well, it's big. Whenever you lose your, your your starting running back, you don't have them. It, it's, it's it's really no different than any other position. You know, it makes you thinner in, in other areas. And and when Mike was when Mike was out, you know, it puts it puts more pressure on uh, you know Jamari Watson and Esau Hempel, who are you know the Mike's backups there. Um, and then, yeah, in the, in the running game, you know, if you if you got a, a solid running game, you can it takes a little bit of pressure off the quarterback. But, um, you know, Mike's having a really good senior year, and, and uh, uh, he's not 100% healthy. He's going to have to deal with a wrist injury for, you know, for the, hopefully the next six weeks. But, um, you know, he's an integral part of what we're doing offensively, and you, and, you know, when he's going good, it certainly makes things a lot better for everybody else.
2: How about on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, they were a major reason why you, you, your team stayed in the ball A uh, Major influence as to why St. Xavier scored 17 unanswered in the second quarter. A um, couple turnovers there late, and of course late in the game we had that big block on the special teams unit uh, by a couple guys on, that, on the defensive side of the ball. What, what did you see, and what was the game plan defensively to attack a, a new quarterback over at St. At Francis?
1: Well, I, I was I was really proud of of our defense on Saturday, and then they've played they've played well all year. They they really have, um, and, and uh, they've kind of set the tone for us in in, in every game. But uh, I, I thought particularly DJ Joe had a had a phenomenal game. Uh, Derek Hosselton, again is, is probably been our most consistent defensive player all year, uh, and, and a guy I want to mention uh, is Joe Casenza. You know Josh Hediger, who you know, when he's healthy, he just came back a couple of weeks ago. He he's probably our most talented defensive player, uh in and uh Josh ended up getting two unsportsman likes that cost him uh that cost him a game. So we lost we lost Josh uh very early in the second quarter and Joe Casenza, who he's a guy that uh just a, about a year ago got a metal rod put in his back. You know, this is a kid that uh I frankly told him and his parents I don't think he should ever play football again and, and you know Joe's uh he's a hard-headed kid <laughs> he's got he got cleared by the doctors to play and, and he's you know and and uh, he's been a very valuable special teams player for us this year but you know he's Josh's backup and and he came in and just did a, a phenomenal job and and again when you get injuries it's like a domino effect because now you know Joe's on all of your special team and and you know now he's got to fill in and play every down on defense and Uh, To ask a kid to do that after what he's been through from a health standpoint, I uh, I just got a ton of respect for him, and he was definitely a sore puppy on Sunday.
0: I mean, you took my next question out of my mouth with Josh Hedeker, he was ejected and he was the first Cougar to be ejected this season. And you know, it's about adjusting and having that adversity, which is what you've been talking about from the beginning. And that's what you warned your team saying, hey, there's going to be growing pains. Like you are going to face a lot of adversity this season.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, as much as I was disappointed in Josh uh, the day of the game, you know, I think nobody was more disappointed than him. And uh, you know, he knows he knows what he did was wrong. Uh, football's a very uh, emotional sport uh, on a lot of different levels. And uh, you know, Josh knows he he made a mistake. He definitely made a mistake. He's got to suffer the consequences. And and uh, the consequences he can't play on. The, he can't play this Saturday. You know, which is obviously another huge game for us. But um, a lot of times in life, there's learning experiences. This is one for not only for Josh, but but the rest of our team. You know, you've, you've gotta, you know, you you've got to, you know, you got to know when to back off, and you got to know when to be. You got to be really smart, you know, because uh, the the thing that you can't control is the consistency or inconsistency every week, uh, you know, from the officials, because every guy going to call things a little bit different, you know. And and uh, what I preached our guys is I said don't make an assumption that that they're not going to call something, you know. It, you have to, you got to play smart. You got to play smart every down because it it can unfortunately come back to bite you.
2: I want to I go back to something that you said, and, and that was a great question, Christine, related to just making adjustments on the fly, and that goes back to the recruiting process, right? We talked about it a little bit last week related to the depth, and I feel like every every player, and I'm speaking in absolutes here, but it, it it could be true that every player who stepped into their role when they needed to have done exactly what you were looking, to, looking for, for them to do. Now, is that related to culture established by the coaching staff and then bought in by these players?
1: Oh, I think so. We talk. We talk about it all the time. We we talk about it at every team meeting on Monday. That we're going to need you guys. We're going to need all of you. And you know, if you're the number two, you're you're one play away from being the number one and and, and being extremely important. And then, by the way, if you're the number three, don't don't be thinking, <laughs> okay, well, I'm the number three, so it's not gonna, you know, I don't have to worry about it because you're guess what, you're one play away from being the number two, and then all of a sudden you're the number one, and that that has happened. You know, I counted. Uh, we had eight guys. Uh, we had eight guys on Saturday that were not even dressed on Saturday uh, uh, that played in the Marion game, you know, in Week One. So that that's our sport. I mean, there, there's there's going to be injuries. There's going to be stuff that happens, and uh, you know, we made it. We knew two years ago um, that, that we really had to improve our our, our overall talent and speed level. Uh, not only by our, from our starters, but from a depth standpoint, um, and and now it's 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 really you're, everybody's seeing that it's coming to fruition now. We we do need everybody; they've all pitched in, um, and we're we're certainly going to need it going forward.
0: And besides what everyone got from Josh Hediger's mistakes, as you mentioned, what else can you take away from the game on Saturday?
1: Well, uh, the the. the the one thing I was really happy with, I took. We fell behind early, and then and then we took the lead. And and again, to their credit, they didn't they didn't fold. You know, they came back strong in the third quarter, took the lead again on us, and and we could have folded and, and didn't and and came back and won a football. game. we've now won, we've now won three close football games this year. Uh, I think a four pointer, a five pointer, and, and a two pointer. So, um, from from that standpoint. You know, I I told our guys last week, you know, we've got to be able to win football games in every way possible. You can, you know, if we're fortunate enough to jump on a team early, you got to, you got to bury them, you know, and and leave no doubt. And yet, you know, don't be surprised if you're, if you're in a dogfight, you you know, you've got to be you've gotta be really disciplined in, in that fourth quarter and there's gotta be a belief system in you that, that somehow some way you're gonna win a football game. And uh, on Saturday, I, I thought, you know, Danny Sirocco's uh, playing that, that field goal block was absolutely huge, you know, and, and we told the guys going into the game that our, we thought our kicking game was was better than theirs. Um, you know, Abdul Mahdi has, has, has had a really good career for us and he, he made two big field goals for us in the game, he did a good job on kickoffs, and then lo and behold, uh, St. Francis had been struggling in the kicking department all year. I think their kicker was three of twelve or three of thirteen going into going into our game. So uh, when when that opportunity took place in the fourth quarter for them to win it, you know we want to put mu- as much pressure on on him as possible. Um, so. Uh, I know the effort that our guys were going to give, but uh, you know, for Danny to come in and make that play, it was, just, it was huge for us.
2: That's big time. Mm-hmm. That, that was a big time play. It totally shifts yeah. the momentum of the game. You keep that two-point lead, and you were able to run out the clock there in the fourth quarter yeah. eventually. But that's something, I guess, uh, we don't look at necessarily so much when it comes to football. It's, it's a unit that's often overlooked, and that's the special teams. And not only Abdul-Mahdi and his value, but how about Joe Bailey? His ability to flip the field, pinning guys deep all, all, yeah. all game long.
1: Joe got our special teams player of, of the week. You know, he was, he was absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, for the people that may have watched us for the first time or watched St. Francis for the first time, they had two uh, ridiculously skilled punt returners. Uh, both were Division One type of athletes that can absolutely fly. And uh, we really had to be smart about where we were kicking it, how we were kicking it. Uh, motioning some guys to get more coverage where the ball's kicked and and Joe did a great job uh, directionally kicking um, to put ourselves in in, in a great spot to you know to make tackles but uh, he he was fantastic and then the last one when they were you know there's only 11 seconds left their only chance of winning the game was to was to block the punt you know and and we just told Joe as soon as you get the ball get rid of it you know that was that was that's what he had to do and they put a ton of pressure on him, but uh, you know we we protected well enough. He got rid of it, and and the game's over.
2: Calendars flipping to November now, and there's two games left. And we're joined by head coach of the Saint Xavier football, Mike Feminist here on WXAV Olivet Nazarene, the last home game of the regular season. Hopefully, there's more home games on the slate, but we'll get there. But against Olivet, is is looking back at the way the offense has performed, is there something that you'd like to see go a little bit better? Maybe maybe a, a specific Aspect of the, of the way the offensive line's playing, or production from the wide receiving core, although they've been very good all year.
1: Well, I I think I'm looking for a little bit more consistency. You know, I, I thought um, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot the last two or three weeks. Uh, I thought early in the season we we were playing really well. We were kind of clicking on all cylinders, and yet uh, it seems like in the last few weeks we've I don't say we've been stuck in the mud a little bit, but we have been. We haven't you haven't seen. Uh, a lot of those explosive plays that, that we had done earlier in the year. And sometimes, you know, you got to give the other team credit and, and the other coaching staffs credit. Uh, but I, I, would, I would like to see a little bit more consistency, you know, specifically in, in, in the running game. You know, we, you know we're going to throw the ball the majority of the time. You know, that's, that's our offense. But uh, you still have to be a threat in, in the running game. Uh, we know we're, we're working with, uh, again, young guys up front. We understand that. Uh, but I'd still at this point of the season, the way I explained there nobody's freshmen anymore you know you're, you're, you guys are, you guys are veterans and you got to play like veterans. Um, so i um, looking for a little bit more consistency there. Um, we had three or four big play opportunities on Saturday. Um, the first one uh, on our sideline Alex underthrew it slightly and then you know we had three we had three other times where Nick the you know, f- flew by a guy and, and we just overthrew him uh, by a yard or two on each one. So those are things that we ended up getting away with on Saturday. But when, you know, come this Saturday or, or the following Saturday or, or playoff time, uh, when you have an opportunity to hit a big play, you, you really got to take advantage of that. And And we certainly didn't do that on Saturday.
0: Do you think that communication is a big factor with handling the offensive line and when it comes to calling out plays? Oh, it
1: sure is. And you know the the thing again, talking about your opponent, there, you know, everybody knows now that we're young on the offensive line. So you're getting a lot of you know five and six man blitzes. You're getting a, a ton of line stunts. It's, you know, it's it's stuff that uh, the opposing team is going to say, okay, you know, we can't, you know, we're not going to be able to stop you playing vanilla. We know you're young up front, so we're just gonna we're gonna throw you haymakers, and uh, that does that does put a lot of pressure uh, on an offensive line when you know teams are rushing five six guys in just about every down, and they're also run running twists and stunts and everything, and uh, so it's just you know you you gotta you gotta watch the film, you gotta absorb it, and you and you gotta practice it because I, I don't see it changing the next couple of weeks. I think that's you know that's the recipe that that opponents uh, you know are gonna do to think they can. Beat us
0: what is something that the offensive line has been working on in order for them to attack first and to be the first ones to put points on the board
1: well you know I don't want to necessarily use the, the word attack because in, in from an offensive standpoint against a defense that is blitzing you a lot um, there's different protection schemes that you that you have you know to combat some things but there's also You know, the quarterback's got the quarterback and receivers actually are helping in in a lot of situations because you have hot reads. If they're if they're blitzing one or more guys that that you have the block, you got to get rid of the ball. You know, and and uh, so it's not all on on the offensive line. You know, the quarterback there's a built-in hot receiver that that's responsible to to get himself open quick, and the quarterback's got to deliver it. Um, So it's it's not just all on the offensive line. It's it's everybody kind of working in sync. You know, Um, and again, every play. You've got a built-in guy like that, so it's 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 it really goes back to it's just repetition in practice. It's repetition, watching the film, and being ready to you know you got to be able you got to be able to play against anything that that's thrown at you.
2: How would you evaluate Alex Martinez's playing time to this point since the Hunterford injury?
1: I think overall Alex has been really good. Um, you know, I, I don't think Saturday was his his best game. Um, you know, I think he played a solid game, uh, but uh the one interception the the first one, the kid just made a ridiculous play and you gotta you gotta give him all the credit in the world. Uh he made a great play on that. Um Alex had those those the you know, the three balls that he overthrew that, that could have been home runs. He had the underthrown one. Um the one that I was most disappointed was we had a we had a fourth and one and we were in a a power formation. Um and you know Alex made a mistake on the cadence you know and, and that, that kind of jumbled The whole play and and Alex is the first one to admit it that's a you know the beauty of both Alex and Justin is is that you know when they make mistake they own up to it right away Um, so but those are things as as a quarterback um, can you expect anybody to be perfect no but certainly you know all the eyes are on him because everything starts with the quarterback Uh, Alex is going to be fine I I think he's uh, you know he he's a quick learner just like Justin Uh, he knows his mistakes from Saturday and and you know, I have no doubt he's going to play a great game on Saturday.
2: Last one for me, Coach, and I'll let Christine take the last. Uh, and, and so you mentioned something a little bit prior. You talk about your veterans at this point of the season and related to discipline. You know, you can get away with some of the mistakes. Uh, physical mistakes are going to happen, of course, but you just alluded to a mental mistake that happens. Do you have a shorter leash when it comes to this point of the season now where you're going to get on guys more so than you maybe did at the beginning?
1: Uh,. I don't know I, I usually have a pretty short leash when it comes to, I, I agree I, I, I you know I fully get the, the physical mistakes uh, I have no problem with physical mistakes but uh, the, the the mental mistakes or an unsportsman like that I've got an extremely short leash w- with all that because uh, our guys certainly know better I, I harp about it all the time um, I, I I don't think it changes whether you're in week one or, or week nine the guys know my expectations of how we're supposed to you know, conduct ourselves on the field, and and you know when when the mental mistakes are made, they're they're going to hear it from it.
0: And then finally, Coach, it is Senior Day this coming weekend. What is something that you're going to miss about this particular group of seniors?
1: Well, uh, every year is every year is something different. Uh, this is, uh, I think, number nineteen for mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's not so much the. The, the group per se because everybody's got a different personality mm-hmm. um and and we we certainly have we certainly have some interesting personalities uh <laughs> among this class you know guys like you know jesse gonzalez and rudy antuna are, are two guys that uh you know i certainly will will never forget <laughs> um they they're really good kids but they'll, they'll test you they'll, they'll test you and they they love to test you um uh and yet they make me laugh every day at they make me laugh every day of practice, um, and I could probably go down the line. You know, they're they're just a it, it's a they're a really good group of kids. Um, I, you know, we had. Uh, I, I'm really happy for as, as disappointed as it was in our, for our senior class last year that, you know, we had our first losing season in, in 17 years or whatever it was. Um, I'm really happy that that these guys that that went through last year's um, uh, season. Are, are going to have a chance to, to make their senior year special, and and they started out their careers. A lot of these guys were freshmen in 2014 when we made the run to the semifinals and, and lost to Southern Oregon, who ended up winning the national championship that year. A lot of these guys were also part of the, in 2015 when you know we went uh, we went seven and three. We had an ordinary regular season, and we almost took out the number one team in the country, and it went you know whatever we want I don't know how far Morningside is but it was a nine-hour bus ride and and you know so that was the 75 to 74 overtime game so these guys have been a part of some some really really big games uh in, in our program's history and uh you know I would want nothing more for them than to you know win, win another conference championship get to the playoffs and, and make a run for for a national championship.
2: Well coach we're hoping that there are many big games on the slate left for this season one more regular season home game left on the slate and that's this saturday november 4th at one o'clock against Olivet nazarene university we hope you're there coach thank you for taking the time thank you we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll recap the show this is wxav and the coaches show WXAV, 88.3 FM, Chicago and the Coaches Show. What, what week is this? 10? 9? 9. nine.
0: One, 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 anyway. Or maybe it's 8. No, it's 9. No, it's definitely not 8. It, it's 9.
2: Uh, they're playing their ninth game, but I think this is week 10, including the Bible. Whatever. We lost count because we're already <laughs> this deep into the season, and head coach Mike Feminist was able to join us this week, and it's always a pleasure to talk to him. Did you learn anything new speaking to him this week after, after speaking with him throughout the season? Because, I mean, I didn't really take him as a really intense guy. And I say that sarcastically. Uh, I mean,
0: I'm going to say I didn't know that he liked to dress up for Halloween every year. So that was kind of fun. By the way, Mike, what
2: did you dress up for Halloween? I was Waldo. Really? Yeah, very original, I know.
0: No, I like it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I like it. I heard you had
2: a good time on Halloween.
0: I did. I was an alien. Ooh. Yeah. Spooky. Not illegal. Like a legit outer... <laughs> I had that a couple questions. Like like an illegal alien? I'm like, no, 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 no. The one from outer space that yeah. like abducts no, you No, that's good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's
2: always fun because I know you were telling me uh, before off the air that you were hanging out with uh, little kids. And that's what Halloween's all about. Oh, yeah. Just getting in the spirit with around uh, little kids. But... These guys are grown men. These are big guys <laughs> yeah, on the field guys. coming up, and they're St. Xavier seven and one, looking to go four and zero in conference. And it's just such a flip of the script from last season to mm-hmm. this season. And it's been so enjoyable to watch this group. And we were talking about specifically with the offense, and you know we went into it a little bit with Coach Fem, but looking at it, really going back since the Taylor University game in which they won twenty four twenty. And that was when Hunterford was still playing. Um, Since Hunterford's injury, I mean, the offense hasn't – like, here's a double negative, hasn't not been putting up points. But Mm -hmm. games have been close, and they've fallen behind early, especially against St. Ambrose and St. Francis the last two weeks. I mean, what are you looking to see against Olivet this week? Because I'm specifically going to watch this offense.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same, like bring up more points for sure, because looking at Olivet's uh, history with St. Xavier – we've beaten them for since what 2005 if i'm understanding that correctly and we've always put up big numbers against them so i'm expecting that this weekend coming from the offense and last saturday against st francis on that game was way too close to comfort for me personally it was a barn burner even Mm. though it was freezing outside so it was a nail biter is what sean would say because he's like it's too cold for it to be a barn burner but i said (laughs) all right fine nail
2: biter but you know um, yeah no christine you made a good point that's another close game that these cougars are involved in mm -hmm. they beat marion by five they beat taylor by four yep and they just beat st francis university of st francis by two i mean these are of the i can't do math Seven, eight games that they've yeah. been in, three of the eight have been close. I mean, mm-hmm. that has to be good. I mean, moving yeah. forward, so like they'll have an opportunity to know what that feeling is if you know you get far into the playoffs, hopefully.
0: Right. And then, I mean, with Saturday, it was very sloppy from the start, just very sloppy on the offensive side. And the defense, of course, was there to pick them back up, and they got the majority of the points for the Cougars. So it just shows what the defense can continue- do can do and what we've been raving raving about probably since day one I oh, can't yeah. talk today I feel ya. I feel
2: ya. it's been a long one it's been a long season it's been a grind but we're almost to the end mm-hmm. and this St. Xavier Cougar team not looking to finish in early November hopefully a playoff run is on the horizon they have a seven and one record so if you can finish strong over at least last two weeks we may see a playoff game here at Bruce R. Deaton Memorial Field. Christine, final thoughts before we wrap it up until Saturday.
0: You know, I'm really looking forward to a great game and a great showing between both of these teams, and plus it's senior day. You know, you got to have fun, and you got to give one out there for the seniors, especially since it is going to be the last regular season game at home.
2: It's going to be a special one, so I hope you're with us at Bruce R. Deaton Memorial Field here at St. Xavier University. Pre-game show, if you can't make it, begins at 12.45 p.m., sponsored by Bookies, so thank you all who have been tuning in all season long. And kickoff is scheduled for one against Olivet Nazarene. Cougars looking to improve to eight and one on the season. You can listen to that ball game here on WXAV.com or 88.3 FM if you're in the area. One more thank you to head coach Mike Feminist for joining the show, as well as Peter Creighton, our boss, for allowing this production to be put together, and for Christine Manica. My name is Mike Rankin. We will talk to you on Saturday.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.